Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. Today it's all about Sky Sports Fantasy Football uh, with £50,000 up for grabs for the winner. My name is Joe and joining me ahead of Game Week 31's fixtures is Luke. Luke, how are you? I'm not bad, Joe. I'm, um, I'm getting over last weekend. Like many of us, I think it was a bit of a tragedy last weekend. I know. <laughs> Disaster. Uh, yeah, captains just not really doing anything. Um I'm going to get my moan out, out of the way straight okay. away for the first time in since forever. I think it's the first time ever it, across multiple fantasy games. I missed the deadline, which was uh, Sunday morning. Uh, I was working and basically just time got away from me and I was in an area where I had no signal. So normally I've always got that full safe of like, you know, the lineups pop up, like, yeah. you know, I've got notifications on fantasy football scouts, stuff like that. So none of that stuff came through. Um, but in my mind, I had the um, the first kickoff at 12.30, which obviously was at 12. So I actually turned my phone on to look at 12, bang yeah. on. And just to see that, that it's saying it was kicking off, I was like, no. Because <laughs> I was obviously going to do uh, Antonio to Lingard, because Antonio ah. is is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously he won't be playing. Yeah, And it totally made sense to do so, because obviously you get the game for Lingard uh, versus Leicester. And then uh, there's that Saturday, I think it is, coming up, yeah. where... Uh, the only two games were basically Wolves playing uh, that you'd won anyway, and um, uh, and West Ham. So I had Neto originally, but obviously he got injured for the season as well, which was another moan of mine. Yeah. So I had no option but to bring in Lingard, even if I didn't fancy him. But I, I did fancy him because he's yeah. obviously been pretty good. Um, so that was the move. So I was going to do Antonio to Lingard. And then I missed the deadline. So I was like, oh, for God's sake, yeah. I'm going to have to do it Saturday now. And I'm going to miss out on that game. But hopefully I'll only get two points. Of course <laughs> not. He gets an absolute well, world star performance. I mean, I, I, um, I had the opportunity to do that. Um, same, same, same outcome for me. Didn't get Lingard in. Have Antonio. I had Antonio. I actually moved Antonio out for Alexander-Arnold on the, the previous day. So I was okay, ele- yeah. nicely 11 points up. And I was thinking, okay. Neto's injured. The week will go okay. I've got Alexander Arnold in. That's good. I'm quite happy with loading up on Liverpool. And then I was umming and ahhing. I can do obviously Neto to Lingard, no problem. Shall I do that? And I thought it's Leicester. I same. You, you didn't make the move because just of the timing, and I I didn't do it because of just just dilly dallied. I just didn't think you'd <laughs> get it. <laughs> And then well, I thought it was, and I thought Neto might get better. 
Yeah, there was always the chance Neto could recover, but for me, it wasn't taking Neto out. So for me, it wasn't really. I had no decision. You know, Antonio. Yeah. I'd already missed all the days where I could have moved somewhat. Like I could have gone to Trent Alexander-Arnold from from Antonio, and I did actually weigh that up. And when he scored, I beat myself up. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, I should have done that. Um, but yeah, then having that Saturday the 17th of April is Newcastle home to West Ham, Wolves at home to Sheffield yeah. United. Well, I'm obviously not going to want any Newcastle or Sheffield United players, and my only Wolves players, Neto, is injured. So I literally had to do Lingard, and yeah. I just missed the deadline. Oh, and yeah, it's just annoying that the first time that ever happens, you know, he hits like, I don't know how many points he got in the end, but it must be close to like 20 points or something. Yeah. And some people even captained him. Now, I wasn't going to captain him, so I can't claim to do that. It was always going to be Kane for me. Mm. Um, so annoying because where I am obviously you've been working extremely hard to move up the ranks and then that one hit has dropped me I, I've actually I looked at my rank before yesterday's games and it had dropped to about 78 so I dropped about 30 places so that's basically season over now in terms of trying to read it win it I mean I don't think I was going to win it anyway but it's kind of just depressing to have that hit all in one yeah. and then obviously yesterday oh, I had no. Calvert, Lew Calvert Lewin as captain and he didn't even turn up <laughs> So it was a tragedy of a week, and I ended on about forty. I think I ended up on forty-two points. Just got yeah. absolutely destroyed. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I wasn't going to win anyway, and um, I'll move on. And like, the way you've got to think about it is is through combination of getting the right deadlines, um, skill, and a bit of luck here and there. You're actually in the top hundred through those various moves. Um, so for me, I. I was, this time last week, I was 530, 40-something. I mm. went up after Saturday to 460-something, and I thought, okay. And nice. now I'm 610. <laughs> <laughs> so. The power of Lingard, I don't know if you noticed, but he went up something like 30%, because it was just such an obvious move, and so many people have yeah. Antonio. I think he went up about 30% ownership in the top 1K. Oh, it's just um, devastating. So it's absolutely devastating. Yeah, exactly. And now, I mean, we're going to show my team in a bit, I think. But yeah. I, I'm literally... I mean, Antonio's injured. Obviously, he's coming out and falling guard, yeah. unfortunately, which I was going to do. Neto's out for the season. Rafinha's got a knock. I'm hoping he's going to be yeah. all right. And Calvin Lewin missed the game with a with a yeah. muscle injury as well, apparently. So he might miss the game coming up. So that's four players injured. And this is why I've always said about... You know, I've used too many transfers this season and I knew I wasn't in, in the running because of that. And towards the back end of the season, you, you, combined with the Man City rotation, you know, people fighting for certain things and these injuries can happen. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you can just get destroyed by it. Um, and, you know, another season it might not happen and people continue, but it's good to have that cushion of transfers. And I think right now is highlighting it. I mean, I, I'd literally change about five people in my team if I if I had the choice. Yeah. It's, it's um, I, I mean, it's... It, it's... Dangerous to do parallels with FPL. It's a different strategy in Fantasy Premier League to Sky. Obviously, the limited transfers is a key change. But one thing I noticed that with within Fantasy Premier League, myself and many other people were wildcarding. And they were wildcarding mainly because of the fixture swing. There was a huge mm. fixture swing in favour of the likes of Chelsea, Wolves, um, Leicester. Um, and of course, West Ham's fixtures remain good. Lingard's form remains good. Yeah, Arsenal well. too, you could argue. So yeah. those that did that in Fantasy Premier League did really well. Those that essentially did that in Sky by getting the likes of Ian Acho in, by getting um, by beefing up their Chelsea contingent, by beefing up their Leicester contingent, looking at Wolves in a in a non-netto way, bit of luck there. Yeah. But also, yeah, getting Lingard in will have made that move. And so those like us who didn't who didn't do that, we we slipped behind. So onwards and upwards. Um, you know, I'm I'm not in the running to win it anyway, but I'm I'm I still holding out a top hundred, um, but um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, let's have a look at the the latest um, tier two and man of the match styles for the week. 
Uh, man of the match is Cody again. He's keeping mentioned. Uh, Dallas, obviously, because he single-handedly destroyed Man City. Uh, Maitland Niles, Basuma, who um, sadly for me as a Brighton fan is probably not going to be with Brighton much longer. Because Wouldn't have thought so. It's not that he's too well. He is too good. He's <laughs> just you know he's going to command a big fee. He's going to be an absolute asset, and he's in that sort of role. There's a lot of teams that have in dire need of a Basuma. Um, it's exactly that, isn't it? Yeah. He's the kind of player that's um, incredibly hard to find, really, that can, can do a really good job. I mean, Leicester have been very good at finding them in yeah. recent years, but yeah. he kind of he's he's kind of a, more of a more of a footballer than some of the some of the ones they've yeah. got, even uh, in terms of you know, like you almost think of him as a DM, but he's got he's got more to offer, I think, yeah. even going forward. Someone else might be able to unlock it, maybe in a different system or whatnot. I mean, whatever whoever is doing the man of the match awards, whether it's Dallas's mum or whatever, whoever it is, <laughs> um, are gonna see. Basuma is by far the best player on the pitch. Um, for example, De Bruyne is by far the best player on the pitch with Man City playing this, things like that. So anyway, um, St. Maximum uh, from uh, Newcastle. Um, Bowen, so not Lingard, Lacazette, Salah and Cavani. Now, Lacazette, you can understand. Salah, okay. No, 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 no. Salah, not okay. Okay. <laughs> Just because... But yeah, I was going to come to this. Salah, okay. Uh, Cavani, but it's Bowen and Salah interest me. Why did Salah get it? Is it just because of ownership? Or is well, honestly, Salah? the Salah one. I mean, I, I I only watched highlights of the game there, so I can't completely say. But in the highlights I saw, he looked pretty bad. Then I looked at the stats and they weren't particularly good. And then I saw everyone else saying that he was nowhere near the man of the match. But I, did, I probably watched about... In fact, no, I did watch some of the match live. I was just distracted doing other things. Yeah. And... Um, he wasn't the man of the match. It's as simple as that. Um, I mean, Trent Alexander for the winning goal. I, I mean, thought he, I thought I was in for some rare yeah. secret man of the match points. Yeah, I, I just he just wasn't man of the match for me. I mean, he scored, so at least you can kind of, I guess, understand it. But for me, the whole idea of man of the match for me is to give points to players who don't always get goal contributions and stuff yeah. is literally to reward someone who has had a really really mm. good game um, and not necessarily reflected in the points now sometimes that is the point scorer you know if someone scored a hat trick <clears throat> it's hard mm. to argue that he's not been the man of the match right but um you know it's just it's just frustrating really i feel like that was a little bit of ownership or laziness almost but it, it comes down to that individual match reporter and sometimes you wonder how much they've watched the game yeah you know some they have to get these match reports out uh, within about five minutes of the game finishing so they're actually writing it while the game's going on so obviously how much are they watching the game whilst it's going on it's hard to know mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just not a good system we've talked about it a lot for yeah. me wasn't the man match with the bowen one i mean apparently and again i didn't see the game but apparently bowen was very very good in this game and yeah. possibly stand out so i could okay. almost okay. see that one it's just that lingard i mean there's the story was there he had incredible goals it could have easily been lingard as well right but i'm not too worried about that yeah. I, I suppose I would be if I'd have bought, if I had actually made that transfer and captain, oh, I'd be more annoyed. I was but... quite relieved to be honest when I saw Bowen's <laughs> name on there. Yeah, but on that note, I think Bowen's a good option now, especially if he's playing up front. Yeah. Um, because it seems that way with Antonio out, mm. he's filled in up there, and yeah. um, he's offering a little bit of what Antonio does. Obviously, not got quite the strength, but he's definitely got the pace and the guile. So uh, Cresswell is injured as well, which um, Cresswell's um, uh, you know could have been an option at the fullback but he's playing on the left side of uh back three now so it's much lessened but nevertheless is um uh some of those set pieces could be taken by bowen um oh, right. so, yeah, good point. so that, that could that could raise his profile there 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm also not entirely sure who's on penalties if Noble's not on the pitch. So he's playing at the moment. But if for the last 20 minutes or so, so it has been Antonio. Lingard's cheekily taken one. Um, mm. And didn't the manager say he's never doing it again? Yeah, he's never doing it again. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised though. I mean, yeah, could it Bowen. could be Bowen. I think probably Bowen might be in fa- Yeah, I mean... a it's a decent shout that actually. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time we've suddenly seen a surprise penalty taker, um, and that could be could be it. Uh, passing tier two, basically, it's the Chelsea and City players um, every week. Yeah. Every week, uh, quite quite hard for, to get uh, passing bonus against a uh, lead side, um, but nevertheless, City managed it. Um, and the Liverpool centre backs didn't, I don't think, which no. is what we talked about last time. Is some no. you know, I'm not quite sure whether they are. Able. I mean, they didn't keep a clean sheet either. So that's when we these Phillips and the, and the like uh, um, looked like they were good value and stuff. And they still could be, but you know, if they don't get the passing bonus and they ship yeah. one goal, which Liverpool seem to be capable of, it's two points or six. So I'm not. Yeah, it's, 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 val- it's value with Phillips. If I need the money, I'll go there because yeah. I, one of the reasons I got Alexander Arnold in was just Liverpool's fixtures are all good. They're they're good, <laughs> and I just thought. Even if I run out of transfers, if I just stock up with Liverpool, I'm going to have good fixtures to the end of the season. Yeah. So I really wanted Trent. I mean, that's it. He, got, he offers the extra bit, and he's yeah. obviously, um, you know, everyone's talking about him in FPL and stuff for good reason. Yeah, just got a great run, and obviously offers that that chance of a goal, like he did even from open play there, which doesn't happen all the time. But yeah, great, great pick. And, and it was really strange because the whole weekend I spent planning, yeah. you know, doing. I'm definitely going to do Antonio yeah. to Lingard. That's 100. Mm. percent Neto's probably out, so I'm either going to go him to Trent Alexander, or I might go to Mount or Madison. Then I heard that Madison's probably not going to play, so it was yeah. going to be either Mount or Trent. And I thought, yeah. you know what, I'll leave it because I'm not sure on Neto, and if he's back. I won't yeah. worry. And then, of course, the two people I considered go and score and do well and yeah. get points. It's always the way, isn't it? When, you, when you're ne- less aggressive. And then Neto's out for the season. So and then Neto's out for the season. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And I, I go the other way around and Neto suddenly starts playing and the other two blank. It's, you know, damned if you do, damned it's if you just, don't. I, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to beat myself up over that, over player injury, you know, things like that. It just, just happens. Um, mm. Tackles tier two, Wambasaka and still that intriguing differential. Uh, Peters at Burnley, uh, Semedo uh, at Wolves. Uh, Fafana, I found interesting though, because Fafana's mm-hmm. probably my next transfer after Lingard. Um, and then uh, Basuma, um, just underlying his potential. Saves tier, Martinez again, that's why I'm keeping him. I'm, I'm not going to waste a transfer getting rid of Martinez. Uh, Guita and Meslier, uh, shots tier two. Lingard, annoyingly. <laughs> uh, Pulisic, Habert, and Ian Acho. So yeah, I mean lots, mm. lots on my radar there. Liverpool, um, Leicester, sorry, are the main ones. So th- let's have a look at your team, and I'll, I'll run through it, and then we'll we'll see what what you can do. Um, you've got Martinez in goal, Aspilicueta, Stones, Diaz, Antonio, orange flag, uh, probably well red flag at the moment. Neto, red flag, he's out. F- uh, Fernandez, Rafinha, knock, but I think he should be okay. Kane, uh, Calvert Lewin, knock, but. By all reports, he should be okay, and then Salah. So, a lot of flags. And as you said, yes. I mean, how how many transfers have you got left? I mean, you can't not. Can't mess around. I, I mean, I could say now because I'm out of the running, couldn't I? But it's not a lot. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to keep it under my hat just oh, in case. Okay. I'm a few a few mini leagues, but mm. I mean, there's four flags I've got there. I mean, Neto and Antonio are obviously the main problems. Calvert Lewin and Rafinha. I mean, the, the only reason any of us have got Calvert Lewin is because he's still got some sing, another single match day. He's already failed us for one of the captains now. I really hope he's available for that. Otherwise, he wouldn't be anywhere near my team. No. So, 
he's going to stay in the hope that he's still there for that single match day. Otherwise, mm. it, it just doesn't make sense to get rid now. Um, annoyingly, because I, I wouldn't really want him. Uh, Rafinha, I mean, even though the fixtures are bad, they then get good before the end mm. of the season. He's just too good a value anyway. Yeah. He's too good a player. He's he, Yeah, he's going absolutely nowhere. Uh, Neto is annoying. I'm going to have to get rid of him because he's out for the season, obviously. And I definitely need the West Ham coverage for that. Mm. Uh, or I could go Wolves, but I prefer West Ham for that Saturday I talked about. So Antonio to Lingard. So yeah. I'm in my mind, am I allowed to count those 20 or 30 points? Because, you know, I would have done it. And wherever I finish, I can add those on. Yeah, and yeah. yeah that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's going to go to Lingard. And then Neto, uh, as you can see, I don't have any Leicester coverage. The plan was always to go to a Leicester player. It's either going to be Madison, Fafana or Soyuncu. And I wasn't sure which one I wanted. Uh, I'm still not sure, but I get to see the lineup this weekend and I get to decide now. If Soyuncu is back and he's starting, it will probably be him just mm. for that extra security over Fafana, even though I you know, probably prefer Fafana, but um, just because of the money difference, really. But it'll probably be a Soyuncu. If, um, if he's not starting for any reason, I may just punt on Madison. I'm not sure how fit he is, whether he's going to make all the minutes, but mm. I've got to try something a little bit different. And although the Leicester centre-backs do get passing bonus, clean sheets just seem to be... You know, nowhere near him. Yeah. Maybe that will change when Soyuncu comes back. I mean, Amati's been pretty dreadful, I think. Yeah. So that might be part of it. Um, so, yeah, not sure, but I get to look at the lineup. Those are basically my only two planned moves, though Lingard and, and a Leicester player. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just sit for a little while. And then once Calvert Lewin's ha- uh, served his purpose, I shall probably look to move him on. Who he goes to, I'll be able to afford virtually anyone. Um, so it'll just be who, yeah. I, who I fancy at the time. I'm not sure at the moment. Okay, well, let's have a look at my mind's similar. Um, but different uh, a bit like the latest Fall album for those that remember them uh, <laughs> Martinez in goal Aspilicueta uh, Alexander-Arnold oh, nice 11 points Vestergaard his customary 0 points Diaz Neto Fernandez, Rafina, and Kane Cavalier and Salah uh, there so my um, my moves or obviously I'm looking at those two single game days for Leicester that are coming up is that right? With uh, against West Brom and Palace, so they're amazing. I need to get Leicester. Um, well, so like West Brom have suddenly turned into like Barcelona. Yeah, but it, nevertheless, Leicester's. Yeah, <laughs> just got to have Leicester. I think. Yeah. Um, so Neto to Lingard was the move I should have done, obviously last weekend, but didn't. So better late than never. Um, that's just easy move there. Um, and then Vestergaard to Fafana so I free myself for Vestergaard finally and get a bit of Leicester that takes me down that will take me down to six transfers so I've currently got eight I need to do these two so that's going to get me to six as you said Calvert-Lewin he's got to serve a purpose at the moment um, for those single days so I'm going to keep him but yeah I'm looking to offload him in May let's see what May's fixtures throw up and and he will go there but I've got another I mean, I, I think I, I need a bit more Leicester, but I'm not sure what to do. I, Ian Acho would be one. Siontu is one. So I'll, I won't have that much left over. I'll have... Um, and I don't... not sure I want to get rid of anyone else apart from Calvert-Lewin. Um, so I might end up just having Fofana. I would like to have Fofana and Siontu. Um, That'd be nice, yeah. Not sure it can be done unless I don't. No. I don't particularly well, before I had my injuries, that was before Neto got injured. Obviously, Neto was just going mm. to be a season long thing because Wolves were a yeah. great, great season long. So for me, I had Stones and Diaz. Now, I didn't expect 
I wanted to get that extra player from a different team rather than a double up, yeah. and I didn't expect Stones to play. I mean, it, we got to see the lineups this week, and he played, but I think part of that was due to the fact that Laporte was injured. I don't think he would have played if Laporte no. was injured personally. No. Um, and now Laporte's back. So for me, I always had the plan to keep Neto and, and move Stones to dive a double up on the Leicester defence or go Madison and a defender. Yeah. That was always my plan. But now, because of all the other injuries and the transfers I had to use elsewhere, Stones is now into the season, unfortunately. So he, yeah. he could end up only playing two or three games left. Mm-hmm. But I just can't chance taking, you know, you know using my finals transfers right. um, on, on stuff like the, that. The other thing is, uh, you know, Rob Holding is a tempter to just, I think I, I can get away with no Everton if I go for Rob Holding because one of the clashes is Arsenal-Everton. Yeah, again, um, he's just a risky player for Sky. He worked fantastically yeah, well for me uh, back in you know, back not a few months transfer. ago. But... He, he basically fills in for David Luiz. If David Luiz is back, Holding's probably lost his place and that would be massively annoying with say one yeah. transfer or no I'm not transfer. sure why that actually happens to be honest I think Holding might actually be the better option than Louise these days yeah I mean it, it, at least on results only, it seems to me was he on the, he's only left-sided centre-back um, currently so oh, Gab- Gabriel and Mori are the left-sided ones oh sorry he's the only right-sided oh, one sorry, yeah. yeah yeah they're right um, so, on. so let's move on to the fixtures um, game week 32 a lot of days um, so we've got a lot to go for and we've also got sort of got game week 33 in mind but we'll come to that next week in more detail um, Everton Tottenham uh, I'm going to be captaining Harry Kane <laughs> I presume you, you will as me. well <laughs> yeah not even a second thought yeah. even if Calvert-Lewin's in the lineup, it'll yeah. just be Kane yeah Newcastle against West Ham, Wolves against Sheffield United. I was going to captain Neto against the worst defence in the league. I'm now not. I'm going to have to get Lingard in against Newcastle. I don't know. I don't. I think Newcastle have quite a good record against West Ham, and mm. um, Newcastle at home are, are a devil. They, you think they're going to get beaten, but they they don't get beaten by a lot. No, but Lingard's the best player in but the world. So, but he's Lingard is well. He's certainly the best player on Saturday, the seventeenth of April in Sky. I don't know about <laughs> the world. Um, Sunday, the eighteenth of April, Arsenal against Fulham, Manchester United against Burnley, Fernandez presumably. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's a great option. But I also think if you've got Lacazette and the Bamiang's definitely out, that is a that is a good. Well, we get to see the lineup, don't yeah. you? So that's a, yeah, that's a great differential there because Fulham are not adapting so well with the relegation struggle as Newcastle are and certainly as West Brom are Um, so they could be the team to target Uh, Monday the 19th of April Leeds against Liverpool Um, well he's got some choices here Um, I I don't know Salah Alexander-Arnold Rafinha it'd probably be Salah but I don't rule out Alexander-Arnold no, no, I'll be on salaries. My my only real yeah. option. I mean, I could do Rafinha, and I, th- I think he could do well. Mm. But uh, I don't think Leeds' options are the worst. So Bamford, Rafinha. If you don't yeah. have Salah, I think you don't have to have yeah. him for this game at all. But mine will be Salah. Yeah. Chelsea against Brighton. Uh, Aspilicueta for me. Um, I think if you if you've got the likes of Mason Mount as well, great. Um, now this is after. I've got this right. This is after the City game, where mm. they the FA Cup I think game. So. And they've obviously just played in the uh, Champions League. So I got a feeling there'll be rotation in this. Looking at the three matches, this looks the least, um, the most prone to rotation. Yeah, I don't think it'll be mass um, just because they still need, obviously, to secure Mm. that top four spot. Um, But, I mean, he he rotates the fullbacks and it has he's done throughout, or wingbacks, I should say, throughout his um, entire career. So... 
I think they're obviously prime position to do it. They've obviously got three centre backs, so maybe one of them rotates. Yeah. You know, maybe one of the midfielders. I don't think it'll be all across the board, but um, there will be some rotation. Obviously, you get to see the lineup. So if you are planning to bring one in, that's handy. But yeah, I think I think um, we could get unlucky. I mean, I've got Aspilicueta. If he doesn't start that game, I'm screwed. I, I don't know what I'd do to be honest. I'd I may have to look at bringing in another Chelsea asset. Um, which wouldn't be the worst idea, but Louis I mean, Stark. this Champions League and Cup's going to continue, isn't it? If they're still in it, and it may still happen. I think Mason Mount is still just a good option in general. Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, he, even in that last game, he looked incredible. Like he was, in, he was so good. I think he got he got man of the match, didn't yeah. he? He did. Yeah. Um, he had shots on goal. Honestly, the amount of times he set up someone who should have scored. Um, and they didn't. He could have ended up with a hat trick of assists easily. But the problem is, they just don't seem to find the net with those opportunities. No. And he does this quite often. He's almost like that Tadic player in a, yeah. in a little way, yeah. where he, he's heavily involved. He's number 10, you know, Ericsson. There's a number of them over the years, although Ericsson did develop mm. that side toward the later stage of his career. Um, yeah, so I, I still think the Chelsea defenders, I mean, Rudiger, Rudiger's still a, probably a better option, maybe, just yeah. because they just get so many clean sheets. I mean, in my my third team, which I'm just mucking around with, um, I've got Lewis Duncan, and obviously rewarded me with the captaincy. Nice eighteen yeah, point. Yeah, turned oh, out the best in, captain in, that in, week. Yeah, in my Damn my me. team that I don't care about. But anyway, uh, and I just I I mean, it's one of it's that stage of the season where Lewis Dunk plays, he gets he gets he gets tier two, um, and Brighton's fixtures they've got an okay little run of fixtures as well. Um, I just think you know. It might not be the worst decision just to go for that. Um, no. if Aspilicueta's out. I think if you look at the lineup and Havertz starts, the way Havertz is playing yeah. up front at the moment and getting so many opportunities, I mean, he's another. He could have easily scored mm. three or four goals. Um, yeah, he, yeah. he played well, but he his finishing was just almost at the goalkeeper every single time. Mm. And if he could have just put it to the side or a little bit more power in his shots, he almost tried to be too. I don't know. He's always like a cacker or someone like that, just yeah. trying to be elegantly stroke the ball in, and yeah. it just didn't. That's fine when it goes in, but when it doesn't, it looks yeah. like you just messed up the chance. Yeah, he's looking really good, isn't he? Um, he is, yeah. So if he's up front for that game, he's a good punt for the end of the season okay. because we don't have many midfielders with that explosive potential, um, and he's he's obviously one of them. If he's playing up top. Uh, next day, uh, Harry Kane again. Tottenham against Southampton. Now this this out of the two Tottenham games in this game week looks the best one Southampton's defence is awful mm. um, it's one of the worst in the league at the moment um, and Aston Villa against City so uh, you know, I think we should move on Harry Kane it is <laughs> yeah we don't get to see the City lineup, do we so no. it's going to be Kane for yeah. nearly the whole game I mean if you've got Sun I think he could yeah. be good in this because Southampton do push up the field quite a lot and we know Spurs will sit deep so even if Spurs score early they'll then sit back and Southampton will push up so the yeah. game will be perfect for Sun and um, if, I was, if I was willing to take a punt I'd, I'd probably go with him but now Leicester Eight. against West Brom. That's where I'm going to be uh, making sure Fafana's in. Um, but now here's something here for something for anyone who's. You're going to try and sell me Pereira, aren't you? There is Pereira, but I was going <laughs> to actually think about. Um, so okay, so say this happens, we get to Friday the 16th of April, the beginning of this game week. Everton against Tottenham. Calvert-Lewin's still out, and it's one of those annoying Aston Villa manager styles. Oh, I'm expecting him back soon, and he just never is. Um, so if that happens, I would then be tempted to move Calvert. Um, sorry, to move another player on and get an, get holding in and just go for it. Just go for an Arsenal player. Be done with it. Cheap Arsenal player against Fulham, and that means I have then got Arsenal covered in the beginning of game week thirty three against Everton, and that would allow me to remove Calvert Lewin for that okay. Leicester game. Yeah, yeah, and that would take me down quite 
dangerously down on my transfers. But my hatred now of Calvert-Lewin after this terrible Sunday I had, and then to compound it all, having Vestergaard and Calvert-Lewin on my Monday mm. was too much. I feel I should punish him. Yeah, well, some it. people captain Ward Prowse and he missed a penalty and got like minus two. So, you, yeah. you, you've, if anything, you did all right. You did par <laughs> on that day for most yeah. people. But no, that's a good shout because if, if Calvert Lewin is out for that game yeah. against Arsenal, then moving Calvert Lewin after he plays against. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense because mm. he'd obviously play against Spurs if he was back. But let's say he doesn't play against Spurs and then, yeah, he's going to be out. Then you then you get to see the Arsenal lineup versus Fulham. Yeah. It's not just holding. I mean, there's obviously a lot of options Lacazette, yeah. Saka, yeah, quite a few if you're willing to tempt it. It's, it's risky with them in Europe, but then that gives you a differential captain yeah. almost on Friday the 23rd. Alternatively, you could just wait until yeah. Friday the 23rd and have a look who's playing, of course. Yeah, and also, but on that Leicester, it's it's more about just freeing up that striker spot. I've got three strikers. I like Kane and Salah. It's Calvert-Lewin. I just don't want any more. No. Well, um, Nacho, Nacho has been the player, hasn't he? And I've been, I keep saying I'm not willing to take the risk because I feel like he's, yeah. he might drop out any point when Madison and Barnes nice. are back. But with every passing week, he's, he's, getting points it's, and um, it's not looking like I mean it looks like if anyone would come out it'd be Vardy which is almost unquestionable but um, he's just been so good hasn't he so I think maybe he just I, stays in I now. believe that age is catching up on Vardy I think he's going to have some flourishes this season and next season but that's all it's going to be and I think Ian Acho is clearly the one I mean he had those stats at City he was one of the most clinical strikers um, in Europe at the time weirdly he was kept appearing on these kind of tables mm. Um, you know, whenever he played, he took his chance as well. So, you know, he's certainly fulfilling the promise uh, at the moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, this is speculating at the moment. At the moment, I definitely want Leicester. Definitely want Lingard. If if I want to move um, some remaining transfers and, and, and get more Leicester, um, Calvert-Lewin is definitely on the, on the move out um, and just just for next week what we're going to do is look at game week 33 um, that starts on Friday the 23rd of April and as we said it's Arsenal and Everton it's a single game day so I want mm. coverage of that um, yeah we'll see we'll see what's that there's also that other single game day uh, there we'll talk about which is Leicester Crystal Palace which finishes that off on Monday the 26th um, let's have a look at some of the uh, questions that we've got from the community. So I'm going to read these neat. So I haven't. So hopefully there's no swearing or anything abusive in them. Um, so because I haven't managed to edit them into uh, the notes yet. So um, Ian Parrott, he's, he's he's clean uh, and he knows his <laughs> way around fixture table. Um, Ian Parrott asks for those with a few transfers in hand, would you recommend just playing the straightforward captaincy options? For the eleven successive fixture days already announced, so this is this is quite as he was alluding to thirty-two and thirty-three, a lot of captaincy days. Mm. Is there a chance that the final five game weeks throw in some curveballs and the opportunity for much bigger gains? So yeah, what I was talking about there. Do I use these transfers, build up Leicester, or just think, hang it, just leave it for mm. May? I mean, what should we do? Yeah, it's so hard to visualise. I'm, I'm a manager who needs it there in black and white in front of me, and when it's not there, it's hard to to, to yeah to plan for it so well. And obviously, Ian Parham's very good at that. Uh, if anything, he should be answering this over me. Um, I, I I think apart from Leicester, because they've obviously got those two obvious mm. ones right here, you don't need necessarily any of the other ones. These are all kind of like you could do to maybe get yeah. an edge. So yeah, I think if, as long as you've got Leicester covered. 
um, saving those transfers. Lots of lots of talked about at the start. There's mm. going to be some more teams that start rotating yeah. because they don't need certain things. We've got injuries coming through left, right. Well, certainly I have. I'm sure other people have because a lot of those players are highly owned. Um, you will be able to make massive gains in the last weeks. It, it's, it's no different. It's a little bit different this season, Sky, in terms of the best managers mm. are already up there. But it's not going to be any different where a lot of them won't have very many transfers for the final few weeks yeah. because there's also the pressure they they're feeling at the top where they feel they need to cover the like. I mean, anyone who hasn't got Lingard's basically had to move on to him, right? They've had yeah. no choice. Um, you know, they will have had some injuries like me as well. And um, yeah, if you've got extra ones, yeah. I have no doubt there will be there will be gains to be made in the final few weeks. Um, Juzzy P, um, is it worth bringing Son in? by moving out a big hitter like KDB or Salah? Well, I, I would say if you've got Kane, I, and Spurs aren't all that great shakes, to be honest, um, I personally wouldn't bother with that move at all. Um, but would you? I mean, it's really hard to answer. I mean, I don't think it's the optimal play, but I no. think if you're second or third in your mini league, the guy in front's got Kane and you pretty much can't catch him, then... You know, dropping a sal- dropping a salary or even a cane for a son, and then mm. captain him over the double, and then son goes mental. Then obviously you've got a chance of winning your mini league. If that's mm. li- literally your only chance, I mean, it's running out. The opportunities are running out. So I can understand it from that point of view, um, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it to anyone unless it's specific to you know okay. that mini league or or, or whatever. Okay, um, Keith Ledger says uh, I have uh, Mason Greenwood in his. Uh, I believe that's the Telegraph team. Uh, for three game weeks and he's going well but should I give him a run in my Sky team or just rely on Fernandez for captaincy so Mason Greenwood and or Bruno so let's assume it's and as well as to add on same principle I guess if you're chasing and your rival's got Fernandez I suppose could that be a move Mason Greenwood I just I don't like it I mean I like <laughs> Greenwood um, and I get the differential side but I think after Burnley and Leeds I don't think their fixtures are that. I mean, they, you know, they play Liverpool, Villa, Leicester. That's a that's a hard little run of three games. They're obviously still in um, a lot of other cup competitions in Europe and stuff. And then they end with Fulham Wolves. Well, Fulham might be fighting for their lives. They might be down at that point. You're not sure. Maybe Wolves is a decent game, mm. but we all know nearly every game's nil nil yeah. by half time with them. Um, it's more to do with the fact that Greenwood just doesn't shoot enough. He's very clinical in his shots, but he doesn't shoot enough. So therefore, he doesn't often get shooting bonus. Even in the last two weeks where he's scored, he's got eight points and nine points in his last two games. Um, He got shots here against Brighton, but he didn't get it against Spurs. uh, And he got a goal and assist. But that's rare. I mean, you just go through his points before these two weeks, and it's literally 2-1-2-2-1-1-2-1-2. Now, obviously, that can change, but I don't like players that are prone to that all the time. And he, he is one of them. So... I think there's better options, probably. I think uh, there is. I mean, Nacho for a start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He would be my top target mm. um, uh, up top. Uh, Lee Williams asked, for someone who's got three City, um, and he's obviously smarting from his recent blanks with those against Leeds. <laughs> In his case, he's got Cancelo, Edison and Diaz. Is it worth moving two of them uh, on and keeping just one for the captaincy? And if so, who goes? Um, I mean, I personally would keep Diaz and just jettison everyone else myself but um... yeah I mean you could argue Diaz though we're still of this mindset that Diaz is going to play every game but if he's being protected from injury because he wants him for the cup and the league and you could get injured in a pointless game then it makes sense to rest Diaz in every game and he did rest him this week so I I think Edison is completely now I don't think that's in question by anyone 
So probably the safest players to keep Edison and Jesson okay. the other two. But I, I would, I mean, I'm going to keep Diaz. I think nearly everyone else will be. Mm. So it's kind of like you're in safe ground now and you would be quite differential to get rid of him. And then obviously we know Diaz can get 10 yeah. points every game he plays. So I'd be tempted to keep Edison and Diaz and just, I'd almost certainly get rid of Cancelo now. Um, the thing with Cancelo, he doesn't seem to be in his best 11 at the moment, mm. which means he might play a little bit more in the league. But again, we're just second guessing Pep all over yeah. the place. And there's going to be too many other players like the Leicester defenders that you're pretty sure are going to play every game. So I think it's more than justified to get rid of Cancelo now. And yeah. then if you had to choose out of Diaz and, and Edison, Edison's probably more nailed. So okay. maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. I'd keep him. But definitely, yeah. I mean, I think keep. For me, I'm I'm just going to keep Diaz because it's just not worth the move. The thing is, Edison, if he keeps a clean sheet, he gets nine points because the the extra points. Mm. Diaz, if he keeps a clean sheet, will get tier two passing and get ten points. Mm. So there's not much in it really okay. between those two. Mm. Yeah. Um, Tom Hartnell. Oh no, Steve Wright asks. Um, I don't know if that's the Radio Two DJ Steve Wright, but it's, <laughs> in my head it is. Um, uh, Calvert Lewin to Ian Acho for the West Brom game. Is that worth it? Which is exactly what my dilemma. Um, means uh, Arsenal and Everton the day after in game week 33 would be a skip. So he's he's thinking of not bothering with Arsenal, just just get rid of Calvert-Lewin anyway for Ian Acho. Just getting rid of him completely. Um, it could easily, it could work out easily, yeah. couldn't it? But um, I w- if we know Calvert-Lewin's playing the game and you just won't have a captain, mm. right, that's four points straight away, thrown away, just if he does nothing in that in that Arsenal game, you know, assuming he doesn't get booked. Yeah. So the player you're bringing in, Iñacho, even if he's captain or whatever, he's obviously got to make up those four points in that game alone. Yeah. It's a tough ask. It's yeah. not. It's not guaranteed by yeah. any means. So no, I, I, I personally wouldn't do the move unless I had coverage. Yeah. Of I think that's single. where I'm at. So um, if I can get Arsenal for that Fulham game, I will. Hmm. And that that would signify end of Calvert Lewin. It's not the optimal yeah. way to play, but it's just a way of getting rid of someone that has annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> well, also Everton. Are, I mean, they have been pretty good away from mm. home overall. Um, I know they've not yeah. been great of late, but their players are coming back. Coleman's back. Hamis Rodriguez is back. You know, I know they had uh, a lot of players out in their last game, but I feel like once their team is fully at it and away from home, they could, they could cause Arsenal problems in that game. I think mm-hmm. Calvert-Lewin well, doesn't look like the kind of player that holding and, and such would actually want to go up against in my opinion. Uh, Luke NDN um, asked on a similar thing about Ian Acho. Um, should, should we back the Leicester attack and defence in order to stand a day, a better chance of gains on their single game days. And also just in general, really um, just that, that, I mean, he's just getting Fofana enough. I, I mean, I, I don't feel comfortable just getting Fofana. So I think everyone, I mean, we've, we've seen this before with the Man City run. Yeah. I mean, they're not in the same category, but the more Man City players you had over the good run, the yeah. better. And if, if I had unlimited transfers and a wild card right now, I'd have multiple Leicester assets in my team. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can do it, then why not? Yeah, I think I think um, I'm 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 with the, those uh, uh, members of the community there on that. And Tom Hartnell asked a similar thing. About Calvert Lewin, what to do? Um, sounds like he might be back soon, so he shouldn't do anything rash, really. But I want rid <laughs> after this Arsenal game. He's just burning a hole in my team. I mean, I think that is the sensible play. As much as I want to get rid of him, keep him, keep him for that Arsenal game. Then you'll get the fixtures for May, and then you can do whatever you like. 
Yeah, Th things change very quickly as well, as we know in fantasy. And right now, when Yacho, Lingard, all these players look like they're absolutely 100% needed, but they didn't look anything like that a few weeks back. Go back a few weeks, and Yacho and Lingard would have been nowhere near your list. Mm. No. So, you know, that could all change around again. Yeah. Sometimes you skip this little hype, and then suddenly there'll be a few new players that no one else will be able to jump on, and you will. So. And it's also not like Calvert-Lewin's a flash in the pan. He's been. He was doing this last season. He's doing it this season. Ancelotti loves him. Um, you know, he's fulfilling that promise as a great number nine, playing, scoring for England. He's not a flash in the pan. So, him being a bit injured and not scoring for a couple of matches, as much as I'd like to punish him for that, uh, he's still <laughs> a good player, and so he still could do well. Arsenal in, in that Arsenal game. It's not like Everton and Arsenal games haven't been high scoring in the past. I know it's different personnel management, but you know, you never know. So yeah, yeah there's other strikers I prefer. Is it worth a transfer to take out when he, yeah. assuming he's fit? Not for me until after yeah. that game. Yeah. And even even then, you could argue you could just leave him in. But I, I, you know, I'd like to get rid of. <laughs> well, well, thanks everyone for your questions. Um, before we go, a quick reminder: obviously, the Fancy Football Scout members area do have a look at that, full of useful stats there, um, and also. Um, do press like if you've enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe wherever you hear this uh, podcast and also on our YouTube channel to make sure you keep up to date with our latest videos, um, which is great. But in the meantime, Luke, um, thanks so much for your time and um, better luck in game week 32. Cheers, mate. Same to you and I'll see you on the next one.